Man, how good it feels to be back with my positive people. How's everybody doing? I know it's been over a week since I put up my last podcast. We have been moving across the country from Oakland to St. Pete, Florida. Uh, We are now here and I'm ready to dive back into the podcasting world and deliver value and positivity to all of my listeners. Those of you that are new, I'm glad you have come. Thank you for stopping by. I hope you will stay for the long haul. And those of you that are returning will welcome back and thank you for sticking around. What is this episode about? This episode is about what does it mean to just do it. Now, before we get into anything, that is not a sexual innuendo, but by the way, this is an explicit podcast, so if you don't like cursing, random noises in the background, or explicit content, then you, content rather, then you should move the fuck out. And so, also, so yes, we just moved across the country, we were living in Oakland, California, we were there for about 10 months, a little over 10 months, uh, or less, whatever the time frame is, but 10 months... Um, give or take, and we were out there for work, and now we're back here in Florida for just a short period of time, and then we are going to go elsewhere. That location is to be disclosed. Uh, we want to get all of our eggs in the right basket before we announce, uh, but we're working on something great, and the YouTube content is going to be out of this world, just so we're clear. So if you're not following me on YouTube, you probably should go over to YouTube, follow me at Damien's Perspective. Same name as this podcast. I'm getting a little bit of a cold here, so if you hear me sniffling and stuff, I apologize, but let's move on. So after a very long drive from Oakland to St. Pete, here I am ready to dish out another podcast for you guys. Those of you that have been commenting and sending me messages telling me that you've been listening and to keep it up, awesome. I've had friends that have listened to this podcast that I haven't spoken to, and when I say over a decade, that is not an embellishment. I haven't spoken to some of these people in over a decade. They listen to my podcast and watch my videos and have reached out to tell me um, that it is impacting them in a positive way, and that's exactly what this podcast is supposed to do. So if you have anybody who needs to hear anything positive, feel free to send them my way. I would love to help them out. And thank you if you decide to do so. All right, podcast time. What does it mean to just do it? So a lot of people, when they have ambitions or when they're listening to motivational speakers and things like that, or people who have already reached uh, a bit of success or people who just like to talk about what you should do to reach success but don't do it themselves, quite frankly, those people say these things too. They say, just do it. Just do. Just get out and do it. Don't think about it. Um, Don't overanalyze. Just do it. Just get started. So what does that actually mean, right? Because after, you know, these successful people, when they're talking about these things, it's a lot easier to say it like that with the conviction that they have because they've done it. And so they know what they're talking about. What does it actually mean when you break it down day by day? Well, I'm going to show you some examples on three things that I had zero prior knowledge on and decided to get into and just decided to just do it, right? Because there's no time where once I'm once I have this amount of money, I'm going to get started, or once I have this level of confidence, I'll get started, or if there's always something, right? There's always once I get to this thing, then I'll finally go after my passion or my interests and things like that. So what does just do it mean? I'm going to explain to you what it means to me. I'll explain what it did or how I just did my health and fitness, how I just did starting my YouTube channel, and how I just did um, starting my own apparel. So, here we go. 
health and fitness number one. I didn't know before I, I, I would like to say that I'm averagely fit, right? Other than right now at the moment, I've got a little bit of a turkey belly because I've just been slacking. I'm just going to call it what it is. I've been eating great unhealthy foods that taste delicious, drinking a lot of beer, uh, and working out just a little less. I get in workouts when I can, but I clearly don't don't burn enough calories. I'm clearly eating more than uh, <laughs> I'm losing. But outside of you know my little hiccup in consistency with working out, I didn't know anything about health and fitness when I got started. Um, matter of fact, I didn't even start working out until I got into high school because I joined the wrestling team. And even then, I was exercising because I was just going to wrestling practice. And wrestling practice in and of itself is exercising, learning drills, getting in shape and things like that. But I wasn't thinking about it from a healthy lifestyle standpoint, right? It was just I was just going to practice so I can learn how to wrestle, whip some ass, and then go home and drink endless amounts of monster energy drinks. It's crazy to think they've been around for, for that long, right? I graduated high school in 2007, started in like 2001 to 2002, and been drinking them. I don't drink them anymore, but that's what I was drinking in high school. And to think that they have been around for so long is just nuts. I don't know. Fun fact, I guess. Um, so how did I get into fitness? Well, there was a moment where you know I used to watch wrestling all the time. And we'll dabble into it a little bit now. But back in the Attitude Era, anybody who's a wrestling fan knows all about the Attitude Era. Is arguably the best time to be a wrestling fan in the history of anything that's ever been anything. It was a lot of a lot of fun. People like Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, you had The Rock. You had The Undertaker. You had Degeneration X when they like redeveloped, and then when they did develop. Um, matter of fact, it was the start of Degeneration X. Was in the when the Attitude Era. Anyways, so I had all those fun fun characters. And I used to watch them and see how great a shape they were in, just muscular and huge, and they were also still athletic. It's not like they were meatheads moving slow and just freaking breathing hard in the gym and shit. They, they were big muscular guys that had agility and high performance, and I was like, man, that's super dope. And so that got me thinking, like, I want to be something like that. So, like, I wanted to be a professional wrestler at one point, and then I just wanted to be an actor at one point, but I only wanted to do action movies so I could take my shirt off, you know, like Matthew McConaughey, even though he doesn't do very many action movies. But anyways, and so I wanted to get into fitness. So how? I don't know anything about fitness. So what was the first thing that I did? Well, I guess this is kind of cheating, but maybe not. In my high school, we had weightlifting as an extracurricular activity, right? Um, so when you did all of your main classes or main courses, main credits, whatever they were called, you could do, um, I don't even remember what they're called. I was so disconnected with school, but I could do weightlifting as a class. And so I started there. The teacher that was my weightlifting coach, unfortunately, was a um, cross-country track coach who knew dick about lifting weights. And so my first, I'd say, two semesters of, of weight class, weightlifting was just a joke. We just did a lot of reps and my body did not change because remember, I'm in wrestling. It is high conditioning, high rep everything. And so I was, I was shredded as hell. And my goal was to gain weight and this class was not allowing me to do that. And so thankfully, the third class that I took for weightlifting 
was ran by the defensive line coach of the football team. And that man had me, I packed on, I shit you not, it had to be like 13 pounds, which doesn't seem like a lot, but when your whole life, or most of your life, and most of your high school career, you only weigh 135 on the wrestling team, and you're finally able to, and you got metabolism that is bitching hot, it's very hard to gain weight, it was a godsend for this man to, to, to get me to gain 13 pounds of solid muscle. I didn't lose an ounce of body fat. Or I'm sorry, I didn't gain an ounce of body fat. My body fat stayed low. I was at between 7 and, and 8%, I would say, in high school. I shredded as all hell. And he helped me put on 13 pounds. So that is kind of a cheat because I went to... I mean, I took it as a class in school. So I actually didn't have to go out and do any research because if I was going to do research, I would have done it the first two semesters when I wasn't gaining shit. And so... But after that, right? So after that, when it was up to me and it wasn't something I was just kind of falling into at school, I didn't know anything about it. So what did I do to just do it? How did I figure out how much protein that I needed? How did I figure out how many carbs I needed or if carbs were even good or bad for you? Come to find out, PSA, carbs are your friend. Carbs are your friend. God damn it. So, how did I figure that all out? How did I teach myself about protein and carbs and, and all those things? Well, there's this thing called Google, and there's this other thing called YouTube. I shit you not, for hours on end, I'm not a type of person that watches TV. I don't like to watch TV outside of, I mean, when I was watching wrestling, but outside of watching wrestling or like UFC, I don't really like to watch TV very much, if at all. I haven't had cable since I left my mom's house which was in 2009. So for 10 years, I have never had cable in any place that I've lived. I've just had internet. Internet's the most important thing to me because I think it's the best resource that has ever been created. And so I go to YouTube. And I think where people mess up is when they, they're listening to one person giving fitness advice, and then they listen to, so if there's person A, person B, and person C, right? I go to person A's YouTube channel, I listen to their fitness advice. I go to person B's YouTube channel and their fitness advice. And then I go to person C and their fitness advice. All three of those advices are different. And so people run into this issue where they hear so many different er, advices and so many different techniques on ways to do things and how to lose weight, how to gain weight, how to shred, how to metabolize, how to do Metcon, how to do HIIT training. And they, they listen to all these things and when and just when they run into one contradiction, they think that they don't know what to do and so they don't do anything. Now they're confused. I did not allow myself to get confused. What I did was I would just listen to a couple things and whichever one seemed like it would be the least stressful to follow is where I started. And so where, where did I start? I started with what I learned back in high school, right? I just started with push-ups and then I wanted to know how can I make push-ups go further because I know if I do a bunch of reps, I'm just going to have endurance and endurance isn't really what I cared about at the moment because I had it already. I wanted to gain weight. So how did I, so I literally, literally typed this line into the YouTube search engine. I said, how to make push-ups seem heavier. Couple things popped up. Slow tempo or like I think it's called eccentric isometric 
uh, workouts, I think is what it's called. And so basically you have a slow tempo. And so when you're doing a push-up, you get in push-up push -up position, you lower yourself down and you count four seconds. You make sure it takes four seconds or more or less to get to the bottom. And then you can either push up really quick or you can use the same technique and push up at a four second or more or less tempo. So it takes you like eight seconds to do one push up. It seems ridiculous, but I'm telling you right now, it activates so many muscle fibers that aren't activated when you're doing push ups fast. It puts meat into the chest and it makes doing regular push ups feel like you've got a 45 pound weight on your back. Only it, does, it doesn't stress out the joints. Um, you don't get injuries, it doesn't hurt the shoulders. A lot of people do push-ups too fast and they get the angle wrong and it hurts their shoulders, hurts their wrists because of hyperflexion. And you don't have that problem, right? It allows you to control all that and to be aware of the movement and be connected with the movement and the muscle and things like that. And so how did I get started? How did I just do it? I literally just typed, even if the question sounded stupid and even if I got results that were asinine, it was still the first step of getting information so I can actually get started. And so I taught myself about protein and stuff. I was reading books and I was, I was, uh, there's episodes of Dr. Oz. Everybody knows who Dr. Oz is. He had episodes on how the body digests proteins and what best proteins are to eat. There's an episode on that. Um, I read, I read men's health magazine way back in the day. It is a terrible magazine. Now it seems like it's, it's, it's moving towards the CrossFit life and CrossFit is under fire because of all the injuries because the style of training is ridiculous. But that's how I figured it out. I literally just did research. If I had a question, I'm like, okay, I don't know how much protein I should eat to gain 15 pounds of muscle. So I would say, how much protein do I need to eat to gain 15 pounds of muscle? Something happens when you type that into a search engine. It pops up in Google and you've got 50 million different articles that give you a very easy formula to follow. And then it tells you how to do that. If you wanna gain weight, you eat a gram of protein per body weight, or if you wanna speed that up and you don't care about putting on a little bit of body fat and then you can shred after you've reached the goal weight, then you do a pound and a half of protein per body weight. Boom. It's literally as simple as that. And so you're like, okay, so I need that much protein. What can I eat that has a lot of protein? Because I'm on a budget. Then you go to Google, you go to YouTube. What meat has the most protein per pound or per ounce or whatever? And then you get those answers. You create a, a grocery budget and then you figure it out. A lot of people don't want to do the work and that's why they don't get the results. And so that's how I did it. I when people say just do it, they don't mean like, okay, you want to get fit, get up and do push-ups right now. You could do that, but the knowledge has to extend past that. And so you have to do the research. And so I did the research. And then I had to teach myself eating healthy over dieting. People think getting healthy and getting fit means you have to go on a diet. I freaking hate diets until this day refuse to go on a diet. What I like to do is what's my end goal that I want and then I make a meal plan based off of that. And so dieting is a lot of people do the keto diet. My lady does the keto diet. I am not a fan. I don't believe that I have to cut out carbs, carbs rather, to shred because I never have and I've always gotten down to the body fat that I want to get to and I eat as many carbs as I want. There was at a point in time where I was eating two uh, two meals that were full of just pasta, nothing else, just pasta and sauce a day. 
I did that during a six-week six challenge, and I went down to 9% body fat, and that was with eating carbs. And that's not to mention the pizza I still ate, the cheeses and dairies that I still ate. And so I was still able to shred, and I was only working out about, I would say, an hour. Uh, some days I'd do two hours because I didn't – I I was one of those people where if I was going to be bored at home – it was going to drive me nuts, and so for me, I just I stayed in the gym, right? And so I'd work out an hour, and then I'd go into the sauna for like 15 minutes, and then I would get into the jacuzzi for like 15 minutes, and then I would just eat a healthy meal at uh, at work, and then I would go home. And it was also to avoid traffic, because traffic, I don't, if anybody's in Florida, Tampa rather, you know Tampa, Florida, the traffic here is ridiculous. But anyways, and so... I research eating healthy over dieting because dieting is like there's a stigma on dieting and I believe the stigma that most dieting is unhealthy. You deplete yourself of things and then you you start getting colds and then you got to skip training and when you skip training one day, it turns into two days, three days, five months and then you blink and you're 10 pounds heavier. And so I've gotten in that situation before and I didn't want to do it again. And so when you start working out, everybody thinks that they have to have a program before they get to the gym. Absolutely not true. The first, I would say, year, I did not have a program that I followed. Not saying that you shouldn't have a program because programs are incredibly important and the results you'll get on a program are significantly better than the results you're going to get off of a program. Uh, you don't want to just wing it when you're going to the gym. Not You want to take it seriously. Not saying take it serious as in don't have fun. You want to have fun, but don't don't go in there thinking like, I'm, all right, I'm just going to do a couple bicep curls. I'm going to squat, you know, three sets of 10, treadmill 10 minutes, and then I'm out, right? And so you want to make sure your training communicates with whatever meal plan that you're on, right? And so you want to, if you're trying to lose weight, burn more calories than you're eating, the thing I'm not doing right now. Um, then if you want to gain weight, you want to eat more calories than you're burning. Uh, and then if you want to stay shredded while you're lifting weight, or if you want to stay shredded, while gaining weight, it's going to take a little longer for you to gain weight if you want to stay shredded, and then you have to adjust your meal plan as if. Um, and so when I was first going to the gym, I had no idea what to do, and so what did I do? Yep, I got on YouTube, I got on Instagram, and I just followed a ton of fitness pages, and if it looked like something that I could do, I tried it. Even if it wasn't like the best plan ever. So if like I saw someone doing lunges or like a Bulgarian squat, I was like, all right, I'm going to try that. And then I saw somebody else did, a, um, I don't know, a different leg workout and then randomly a back workout or a chest workout. Normally you don't do chest and legs on the same day, but it depends on the person. And so I would just take five workouts and then I would go do those workouts and I would make sure I perfected my form on those five workouts and then I would move on to something else or I would add something. And then one day I had six workouts and then I had eight workouts and then I did um, reps for time. So I was making sure I was doing the reps in perfect form by the time the time was up. And then I would change the workout and then you just start playing with it the more that you go, which is why consistency is important. And so that's how I did it in health and fitness. I didn't just walk into the gym and start lifting weights as if because you're not just going to know. But what I will say is that when you walk into the gym and you can literally just look at what other people are doing, especially if you look at the meatheads, because let me tell you, if you go in and look at the meatheads, they're not going to be mad. They're going to be so happy that you're looking at what they're doing because all that hunting and grunting and spitting and breathing and all that slamming of the weights, it's not because it's so heavy. 
it's because they want you to look. And so, if you want to get an idea on an exercise to do, go to the gym and stare at a meathead who is clearly trying to get your attention. So, that's how I did it in fitness. I literally just did the research. Then I, for my YouTube channel, always wanted to start a YouTube channel. When I first started my YouTube channel, because th the channel that I have now is my, my second run, right? Um, this is my second attempt at YouTube. Um, I got off of it for a little while, which I'll explain. When I first started YouTube, I didn't know anything about recording videos. Sure as hell didn't know anything about editing videos. I didn't know anything about audio. I clearly still don't know anything about audio because I'm recording my podcast off of my iPhone 6. And so I don't have mics and I don't have any of that crap. And then I don't even know how to edit this podcast. I just talk and then when I'm done talking, it's over. I don't clear anything out. All these sniffles you're hearing, I'm sure there's a way to get rid of them. I don't know how to do it. And I clearly, I mean, I honestly don't really care that much either. But, so I didn't know anything about YouTube. I just knew how to search a video on YouTube and watch it. That's it. And so... What did I do? I got on YouTube and I typed how to start a YouTube channel. And then you get all these people. Some of them are like scam artists, right? They're people who have money and they're recording on a, on a camera. And they're paying somebody to edit this video that they're talking to you in. And they actually don't know and they have you go pay for their course and they're not even teaching it. They just put it together. Somebody else wrote a script for them and you're supposed to know how to do a YouTube channel after that. That is trash. If you're looking to do a YouTube channel, I'm going to recommend a channel to you that is literally changing the game for me on the free advice that they give and the free ebook that they have. Free, free, free. I am not affiliated. None of that. It just has helped me. And I, I mean, I'm not like a, I have like, I have like three followers, right? I'm brand, brand new. Uh, this YouTube thing and so it's not like I'm out there killing it I'm just I'm learning because I still don't know a lot about YouTube but video influencers is the name of the YouTube channel it's literally teaching me everything and so they're telling me anyways I'll just get into it and so when I started YouTube I didn't know anything I had no equipment I didn't know how to edit and I still don't know what my direction is I know eventually it's going to be more of in the like travel and just healthy lifestyle type of channel um and that's like healthy mindset thing i may do some food stuff because we eat pretty healthy um minus the binge we've been going on i'm um, traveling and all that stuff but we do love to eat healthy and eat things that make our bodies perform well uh and respond well and and just keep us healthy we aim for longevity and things like that it's how we work out that's why i don't squat anymore i don't deadlift anymore and i don't um, I don't bench press anymore. Um, even when I was going to the gym, I stopped doing that. I do a lot of work with kettlebells, um, and then just body weight workouts. And I just add dumbbells or kettlebells just because I want longevity and I don't want to compress my spine. I've already got a spinal injury and I don't need to make it any worse. But anyways, on the YouTube, I didn't know anything. And so when I was filming my first YouTube channel, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. I would spend hours writing on a notepad on what I'm going to record in this video. Normally, it would just be things I'm doing around the house, like vlog style, basically. 
And so I was inspired by Casey Neistat, the way that he used to do it, point the camera at himself, and then just, you know, you just follow along his day-to-day -day or on his projects and things like that. And so that's how I started. I had this piece of crap, like, cool picks, or Nikon cool picks, I think is what it was. And I used, I recorded on that. And I'm just going to tell you, my videos were awful. They were just awful. And you can clearly tell I didn't know what the hell I wanted to record. It was a, just a, a collage of nothing. Me rambling on, not making any sense. I don't even know if those videos are still up. Sorry, I'm playing with a beer cap bottle because I'm, I'm drinking a beer. So, I. but the point is, is I started, right? I looked up things on YouTube and I got started. And I had went, I had a Windows computer at the time. And I looked up, I had Windows... Movie Maker, I think is what the program was called. I had no idea how to use it. So I had the YouTube Windows Movie Maker and the videos on Windows Movie Maker back then, like the tutorials, were trash. And so I probably recorded about 10 or 11 videos and edited them and then deleted them before I finally posted my first video. Knowing what I know now, I don't think I would have deleted those. I would have just posted them. Because there's no better critic and no better teacher than the people who are watching. Your audience are going to tell you what they would rather see. And if it's your ideal audience, you'll listen to them. Um, and that's what I've been doing with the podcast. That's what I've been doing with my videos. Um, perfect example. I didn't know what I was doing when I got started. I started posting videos. And on this second round of getting into YouTube, I started posting videos. And it's a lot of scenery and a lot of panoramic shots and things like that. Um, and then a couple people, but the first person, my brother, uh, Devin, told me that I should put my face on camera more. And that I should talk into the camera more often and not talk off camera. And so I started doing that. And those videos basically immediately got more views and more likes than any of the other ones. Even though the shots of the scenery are better in the other videos... But with what I was talking about and with my personality and things like that, getting in front of the camera, I guess people related to me more and those videos got more views. Um, and so if I wouldn't have posted those videos, I wouldn't have gotten that feedback. And so that's how I just got started. And basically the theme in all of these is going to be doing the research. And so I did the research on starting a YouTube channel literally by typing into the YouTube search bar how to start a YouTube channel. And then it then you've got all these people giving you advice that actually work. And then when I was like, okay, well, how do I edit? I typed in, here's the editing program that I have. If you don't have an editing program, like this second time around, I didn't have one, I had to buy one. And so I bought one for, it was like $50 for the whole year. And so I started editing on that and that's what my YouTube videos are edited on. And I think that they're great so far. Other than the fact that I have to get more RAM for my computer because editing takes forever because my computer's not strong enough. But, and so I typed that in. I need an editing program. Best editing program for Windows. And then I just got all these different examples. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, suggestions. I got all these suggestions and recommendations. Picked one. And I, it's doing great so far. The one that I use for mine is Movavi. M-O-V-A-V-I. Again, not affiliated. But it's a very, very simple program to use. It is by no means iTunes or Adobe. iTunes? What the dick? iMovie, and it's not iMovie or whatever the other one is that people use. Damn, I forget the other one now. The famous one for that people use on Apple. It's not iMovie. That's another one. Um, but I don't use it, and I don't use Adobe. And so 
I use this one and it's very basic and it's very simple to understand and when you first open it it gives you a tutorial you upload a clip or they have I think they have their own clip and then it has you highlight and click all these things and explains to you how it how it works and what it looks like when you use certain features and this that and the other uh, and then you can always of course it has um, purchases that you can make inside the thing if you want to buy music or backgrounds and special effects they already have a lot pre-uploaded but you can get more if you want to and so I researched you know an editing program got it and so I took what I learned from YouTube and then I went out and I just shot a bunch of videos like when I was practicing the only thing that I shot was like myself doing laundry when I was down in when I was in my apartment in Florida before we went to California I just filmed myself doing laundry and I worked with like different like angles and doing different shots and different pans and different fade ins and fade outs and cuts and transitions and things like that. I just played with it so I could figure it out and then I figured it out and I'm still figuring it out now. I am no, by no means where I want to be. I'm very, very far from the quality that I want to give you guys, but I, you got to get started somewhere. You have to just do it. And that means you got to do the research. When you do the research, you apply what you've learned. And let me tell you something. When you're getting all of the information and then you go to actually do it, you're still going to learn things that you were never going to get from what you researched. You're just going to learn on the fly. Field information is the best information. When you're just learning on the go, half the things I learned I did not find on YouTube. But the reason I learned them is because I did the research and I got started. Moving on, making my logo. I told you guys about my logo in the first episode. There is going to be an in-depth episode at some point because there's a lot of stories and things that happened in my life that ultimately brought me to the moment of finally creating a logo and and wanting to do this ultimately for a living or at least be one of my sources of income and in ways that I inspire the world. But I didn't know anything about making apparel. And as a matter of fact, I still don't. There's still so many questions that I have and things that I need help with that I will figure out in the future. Um, and so I didn't know what a vector file was. I didn't know how to write or to draw. I, first of all, I can't draw to save my freaking life. Ask me to draw a stick figure and I wouldn't know what to do. I wouldn't know where to start. And so I didn't know how to first draw a logo and then draw the logo and make it something that can go on a t-shirt like what what do you do next how do you get it from paper to computer digitize it I learned was the correct word and so how did I learn that you probably guessed it I freaking YouTube that shit and so I drew the logo while I was sitting in a dental my dental insurance job, sitting in my cubicle, bored as all hell, not answering phone calls, breaking the rules completely, and, excuse me, I burped. Um, I was just tracing my sunglasses because that's how you know my soul was leaving my body in that job, is what I thought I could do to pass the time wasn't be productive, but to just trace the lenses of my sunglasses. And so... When I traced the lens of the sunglasses, I was like, man, those look like really cool, like cartoony type eyes. And then I got this tattoo on my arm of this owl, because I'm in love with owls. They're the coolest freaking birds in the world. And then I was like, in that moment, I started thinking about how much I hated that job, because I realized what I was doing right there. I'm like, what the? 
I can't believe I just traced my glasses. Sunglasses inside. And I traced them. And then I just started thinking about how much I hate my job. Like I can't, this is like, this is what I'm doing while I should be working. I can't believe this. But then I just started adding on to it because I caught fire. Cause I started thinking about that. I was like, no, I gotta get out of here. And then I remembered back from when I was in like, I think fourth or fifth grade, I used to draw clothes, like clothes, clothing. I used to draw clothing that I wanted to make. And then I was like, well, what if I actually tried to do that? I still like to wear, I mean, all my, all the shit I wear is plain as fuck. I don't wear graphics. I don't wear things with quotes on them. All of my shirts are just one solid color. I think I have three or four shirts that have actual patterns on them. And I didn't pick those. I picked one of them. But anyways, and so I wanted to, I was like, maybe I can get back into that. I remember when I was a kid, I was passionate about it. And when you're a kid, your passions are pure as all hell because there's no influence from the outside world. You, you, you're introduced to something that you like and then you like it and then that's all you want to do. And so I spent, I probably went through like five little spiral notebooks just drawing clothing, pants and shirts and hats and shoes. And so I was like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give this a try. And I'm going to put my own stamp on it that means something to me. And something I've always done is I've, I've always tried to have a positive outlook. And so I was like, what if I create a logo that represents my philosophy on always looking at things through a positive scope? Because I always say that the way a person views the world is the way that they'll exist in it. I want to exist in a positive world and I want to be a positive person until I no longer exist. So what if I create a logo that represents that for me? And if people like it, they buy it. And so it started with that idea. And then I had to go to YouTube and research all this stuff because I was like, I don't freaking know how to – I don't know how to make a logo go from paper to computer and then from computer to T-shirt. So I started researching screen printing. And then I started researching direct-to-garment. And then I started researching um, um, embroidery. And they have to be certain sizes for embroidery versus direct to garment and screen printing and you get charged for colors where do i get the t-shirts to print on do i buy them in bulk from china do i go to walmart and buy a pack of white tees or what do i do and i started looking up websites and websites for print on demand or direct to garment and then on i i learned about spotify stores shopify store spotify god damn it shopify stores um printful printify I started learning about all these websites that did it, and so I didn't have to really learn very much because everything is done for you. So I printed up a bunch of shirts with my logo on it, and I wear them to this day, and I love them. Um, and then one of my friends back, uh, Antonio, one of my friends back in San Francisco actually got one from me. I gave it to him because he was the first person to to actively pursue me to give him a shirt, and so... I got him a shirt. He was going to pay for it. I'm like, nah, man, if you're going to support me that much, I'm just going to give it to you. And so that's what I did. So I gave him a shirt, and you can see a picture of that, um, of him wearing it on my Instagram, at DamienSweet1. At DamienSweet1. Boom! Go check it out. But anyways, so that's how I did it. So what does just do it mean? I'll tell you what it means to me. Just do it means to get off my ass and do the research. And by the way, 
I can go in full depth with like my health, health and fitness and my YouTube channel and making my apparel and different episodes if you guys are interested in one more than the other and you kind of want more context and like more in-depth deep dive of uh, what I went through to get to where I am with all of it with the knowledge and like just getting started and stuff I'd be happy to do that just let me know if that's something you'd be interested in and I will make that episode just for you guys and um but anyway so just do it doesn't mean to like physically get off your ass even though that is eventually going to be a part of it but it also means to get off of your mental ass and go learn about your passion or learn about your interests and then you can start uh, applying yourself to those things and then you can physically get off your ass and get started or just go straight rebel and physically get off your ass and figure it out as you go which is also an incredible way to learn it's exactly how I did with YouTube first I did a little bit of research because you have to know what you need to at least to get started and then when you've got the bare ass minimum stop thinking that you need freaking um, Steven Spielberg quality for your videos and stop thinking you need to be Sean T fit to get started working out and stop thinking you need to be freaking Damon John from Shark Tank to have an apparel company. You just have to do the research and you have to get started with the bare minimum and then you build your way up from there. And let me tell you, your real friends and your real family will cheer you on and stay in your corner from the get-go. It's not going to matter. Quality is not going to matter to them. You build that up over time. People need to see your effort. They need to see your passion. And they have to see that you're real about it. And you have unlimited free resources. Facebook is free. You can join groups. Instagram is free. You can join accounts. You can follow accounts. You can watch the freaking IG Live where they do demonstrations on all kinds of products. You hit that little explore tab. Search. Hashtag accounts uh places if you have to go to an actual place to learn if that's you if you if you learn that way and you can't just watch videos but you have free unlimited resources and then there's youtube and then there's google all are free you don't pay for that stuff don't pay for nobody's free or don't pay for anybody's freaking course do the research have patience actually learn it and then get after it that is what I did. Just do it to me means get the information and don't just sit in that cycle of you just get information every day, information every day, information every day, information every day, and then you never do nothing but just get information. If you don't apply the information, you don't freaking get nowhere. And so you have unlimited resources, just get started. That's what that means to me. So when somebody says just do it, what they mean is get started. On the process that allows you to do it which is get the research and get started that's what I do with this podcast how the hell do you do a podcast the first thing I thought of when I hear podcast is I need a mic I need a soundboard and I need a studio when actually all I need is a room with all the appliances turn the freak off and a little app called anchor I use my phone a quiet area and an app called anchor and that's how I get this podcast out to you incredibly easy i don't have to edit it i mean i'm sure that i could i can i can add music and stuff like that and eventually i will but for now i'm just talking to you guys in raw form and you seem to enjoy it but if you want some more animated stuff like an intro and some music 
then you can let me know. I really like doing the raw form, but I'm here to entertain you guys, and I'm here to bring value to you. So whatever it is you need, you just let me freaking know, okay? You let me know, okay? All right. If you want to watch my YouTube channel and see what I got going on over there and get inspired, beautiful footage that I uh, recorded while we were out in California. We have Lake Tahoe. We've got uh, San Francisco. We've got all these different beautiful hikes. We've got the beach. We've got Monterey. Everything in beautiful uh, view, beautiful shots. Very, very fun to watch. So if you want to watch the YouTube and support me there, you can go to Damien's Perspective on YouTube. Uh, please rate and share. If you would like this podcast, if you get value out of it, or if you know anybody that would get value out of this, you can go ahead and share it. If you're listening on Anchor, awesome. If you want to send me a voice message, you are more than welcome to do so, and I will play it on the following podcast if you allow me to do so. Or I can just listen to your voice message, and that would be great. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at DamienSweet1. You can follow me on Spotify if you want to listen to the podcast there. If you're not anchor-friendly, you can go to Spotify, Damien's Perspective. You can listen to me there. You can listen to me on Apple Podcast. I believe I am on iTunes. Um, you'll have to let me know. I haven't signed in into iTunes in forever. And so if anybody can just take a quick look, that would be great. Leave me a rating and review if you feel free to do so. Let me know if you do so, and I will be glad to shout you out. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I love to engage, so send me a message. Comment on my Instagram. Send me a voice message here on Anchor if you would like to, and I would love to get back to you and maybe have a conversation. Until next time, keep living, keep loving.